0: Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Real Fan Opinions
2: brought to you by Washington
1: Hello and welcome back again to Fan Park Live. I'm Terry Flewis from the Football Terrace. Chelsea won, courtesy of a goal from Eden Hazard. And then a centralising, a sensational equaliser from Daniel Sturridge in the dying moments. 1-1, the points are split between them. Some would say a fair result in the end, but I want to hear from you. Why was Naby Keita on the bench today? Why wasn't one of the best midfielders in the world starting for Liverpool? Mo Salah, has he burnt out? Is his shoulder still giving him problems or is he just in a bad run of form? And, of course, Chelsea's main man, Eden Hazard. And we finally found a system and a manager that is going to get the very best out of this talented Belgium. I'm joined by my main man, Chris Kane. What's happening, brother? That's good,
0: man. You good. good?
1: Yeah, mate, absolutely buzzing. Third game of the day. I'm knackered. But I want to hear from people on 0203 606 0315. But your thoughts on that game, though?
0: Fair result? Yeah, definitely a fair result. I think both teams created good quality chances. You know, you could argue that they should have scored. Yeah. Um, you Know you had the security chance towards the end, yeah. Has our second opportunity with the one on one, uh, but there was a high level of football from both teams. Yeah, we had a conversation at the beginning of the second half, uh, when you thought you know, you, you suggested that you felt that Liverpool weren't really in the game at that point. Yep. I felt like, nah, they, they, they have enough of the ball, they're, they're moving the ball well, and they're creating enough opportunities maybe not click up chances but opportunities to get back into the game. Um, but you, you saw two top sides today, yep. Um, I think. I don't know if Sari would be happy with it considering that they equalised in the last minute but I know Klopp would definitely have gone away from that thinking that's, go- a good, that's a good point good point and, and a little bit like as you
1: say and uh, Liverpool fans do not get triggered this isn't attacking your team and I think even teams that are great there's still areas for criticism they had good opportunities. Uh, Shaqiri went a great cross from Robertson. Shaqiri should have done better. He put it wide, uh, and then there was a header from Firmino uh, that was, I think, well saved. Yeah. As an example, their goal was look screamers are always. they great goals, but they come against the, not against a run of play, but they're out of nowhere. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And you know the, the actual opportunities Liverpool created, it didn't look like it was going to go their way. Uh, but they mani- as you said, they managed to go a- and get that point. But I thought Liverpool improved massively when Mo Salah left the field. So all those chances we're talking about, all all those chances they really started creating when they looked more involved was when Mo Salah went off. His performance again today wasn't what we've come to expect of the Egyptian. What do you think it's down to? Is it simply a bad run of form that 90% of players go through? Is it the shoulder injury? Has he been rushed back too soon? Or, or was last season a flash in the pan?
0: Oh, it's a hard one. I think it's too early on the season to make that call. I would say going back to last season that was an exceptional season by the expectations of any player. But, but Mo, Salah, Mo Salah didn't... Sh- if Mbappe had that kind of season or Neymar had that kind of season or more than likely someone like Ronaldo Messi, that type of season, it's like, well, they've shown enough ability, generally speaking, or they've had that consistency over the years where you expect that kind of performance. Yeah. We've never seen something like that from Mo Salah prior to that. Like It's not like he's 22, 23. It's like, well, he's still relatively young. Like I would say he's in his peak of his career. But that was an exceptional season for him. He was not like this at Roma. He wasn't like this at Fiorentina. We know he wasn't like was this at Chelsea. Like,
1: remember Aaron Ramsey in the 2013-14 season. I said it
0: all. I said it all that time. That, it's that, like, that
1: one, big season that you kind of that you kind of live on. You know, I always remember Festino Aspria scoring a hat trick against Barcelona, and I think he dined out on that for ten years. Is, is, could that just be the case with Salah? He's a very good player, but he had an exceptional season. I
0: think. I think there's. I think it's that, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's that. I also think it's a case of sometimes defenses or teams adapt to you. Yeah. I think also what we expect from Salah is not necessarily the type of player he is so that season it was all about the goals there was a certain system that worked a certain way of playing that worked and if teams start adjusting to that then I don't know why you'd expect that player to have the same kind of performance or the same kind of goalscoring performance that he did because
1: if if, if it was a system let me get what you're saying right here I know your tactical breakdown is much more in depth than mine you're saying that if the system was creating the opportunities to make the goals as opposed to individual brilliance if that system gets um, shut down because the teams adjust themselves that will stop Salah from scoring I, I think
0: the two things about the way Liverpool played last season helped his goal return the first thing is is that they played on the break a lot they, they were a counter attacking team or a team that sat back but a lot of it was exploiting space in behind yeah. opposition defences when a defence doesn't give you that space that's going to affect what your forwards can, can give you right mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is is also part of that was to do with the relationship between him and Firmino. Yeah. Firmino drops deep, yeah. he's effectively Liverpool's number 10, and when he can't drop deep, drag the fences out of their usual position and mm-hmm. then create space for Salah to, to exploit, then also that may affect what he can give you going forward. Don't get me wrong, Salah has a very excellent one-on-one ability. Like One-on-one, he's, he's excellent. But the kind of goal that he scored to get the Puskas Award, for example, in the FIFA Awards right during the week, that's not what he does regularly. No. In terms of a, a winger cutting in onto his stronger foot and then, you know, driving at defenders and, and doing that type of thing, Robin is a master at that. Messi, we know, is a master of that. Neymar is a master of that. Ronaldo, in earlier, in earlier years... In
1: days, yes, yes, I, definitely. I, I,
0: but the majority of Salah's goals didn't come that way. It came from the fact that space was created for him to run into. And he, if effectively you play like a poacher, in terms of getting
1: yeah, his goals. Not, I would agree I, I would agree and I think I also feel there's an element of
0: I think the shoulder injury is something also that we have to take into account we don't know
1: well, I think if the that shot, still has an effect I think too. the way he I, I don't think he should have played at the World Cup I get why he played yeah. at the World Cup I'm talking here purely on a, a an, on a lasting physical impact I think playing at the World Cup and then having a, a bit part pre-season and starting the campaign no rest I think that's played a bit of, uh, taken a toll on him as well and he looks he looks a little bit lost out there for me and there's a reason he's being substituted off the field yeah. uh, on a more regular basis.
0: Um, yeah, you wouldn't see that happen last No, season.
1: no, not, not when you're 1-0 down. If you're 3-0 up, you would have come off maybe. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Liverpool fan on the line that wants to have a chat with us. See what he or her <coughs> is to see. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name?
2: My name is Mark.
1: Hello, Mac. Mark. Mark, how you doing, mate? All right, you? I'm very well, thank you. What's your thoughts on your 1-1 draw today with Chelsea?
2: May, I celebrated that like it was a win Why? I'm a Liverpool fan yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan It's just because Chelsea Was so disciplined, wasn't they? They were um, good on the ball They were good defensively David Luiz had a stormer Everything Liverpool did today We just couldn't break them down And it was a trouble for us last year Where we couldn't break teams down at certain games And today it was a similar thing Chelsea were just so disciplined that when that goal went in from storage, I just celebrated it like it was a win I mean Chelsea are a great team Sarri's a great manager what he's done for them in two months or three months however long he has been there is is amazing so um, we dominated the possession today Liverpool um, possessions don't win your points um, and it looked like we weren't going to get any points and then to still be unbeaten in the league still be joint top um, just second to City on goal difference I celebrated it like a win, and it was a great game for the neutral, probably as well. It wasn't for me. I've shitted myself.
1: <laughs> no, do you know what? Like, I I I understand you celebrating it the way you did. I would I would have done exactly the same thing. Uh, I remember as well. A point away from home against what I would now consider to be title rivals in Chelsea is good yeah. practice. You know, generally speaking, if you win those games, the, the home tyres and you and you draw away from home with your title rivals, you're in the great exactly. shot of winning the league. When you we're talking a bit about Mo Salah. Do you, yeah, think, okay. do, you, do you think there's a bit of an issue with him? Whether it's Do you think it's injury, form, do you think maybe last season was just uh, out of the ordinary? Because he doesn't look right, what do you think the issue is in Mo Salah right now?
2: How many goals has he scored so far this season? Is it three?
1: Two, two or three, yeah.
2: Yeah, he scored three. He scored against Southampton, he, the top-in. He scored three goals this season and he's not been himself. You see him when he's on the ball, he's playing one-twos. Uh, around people, he's getting the ball on the edge of the area. His final decision is is not as good as this year it was last year. Like there was certain times today where he's he's turned the player on the edge of the box. You think, oh, fantastic! Just, just stick it in top back, and then he's hit it straight at the keeper. Or he's on the edge of the box and you think, oh, fantastic! Stick it in, stick it in the net, and he's trying to put Firmino in, and it's a bad pass, and it goes out for a goal kick. That is it. it is with Salah. I mean, you, you have players like Hazard who's now the best player in the league, allegedly, but, you know, one season on, one season off, I wish I could work at my place, you know, I have one year in, one year out.
1: <laughs> uh, I, look, I do tend to agree, I think on form he's the best, um, I, I'm still, I, I agree with you, for me he's got to do it three or four years on the bounce consistently. To, 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 to claim that accolade, absolutely. Um, in terms of, sort of, your start to the season though, very, yeah. di- for me, different from last year, I don't think you've looked as good going forward but structure- nope. structurally I think Liverpool look the best I've seen them in over 20 years do you put yourselves yeah. in as genuine title contenders now?
2: Yes yes lovely yes we are we, we are I mean it's, it's between to be fair I think Chelsea will die down at, towards the end of the season um, if they have a good Champions League run it's the same reason why I thought Burnley would have a poor season if they have a, a good um, Europa League, you know, it's just squad depth for me. I mean, they the play Champions League and they have played West Ham and then no, the draw in nil nil to West Ham and then they play Liverpool a- another week game on Tuesday and they've, they've made many many substitutions and they rested the team and then they've got the number one team back for the weekend and they've given Liverpool a great game and it's you know been a good game but now they've got another game Champions League midweek and I don't know who to play next weekend. I think. What I'm trying to say is that come the end of the season, I think it will be between Liverpool and Man City. I mean, Liverpool have been crying out for squad depth for for years now, and yeah. you look at Liverpool's bench today. They've got Fabinho, who didn't cost pennies. They've got K, who didn't cost pennies, sat on the bench, cl- including Sturridge, yeah. who. He was a great goal scorer you know you can't doubt him that he gets injured a lot but he gets injured a lot because he can't handle five games in a row we don't need him to play five games in a row no, uh, anymore no. we need him to come on at the end of the game and, and get a goal I get that mate. and then we've got and then we've got Shaqiri as well you know squad there I think Man City and Liverpool
1: listen mate appreciate that call thank you very very much thank you have a good weekend cheers I mean, on, on Chelsea quickly do you consider do you consider them title tenders I mean do you, do you consider them title contenders at this point yeah, I do I think so
0: I think they've proven that they can play with the best you yeah. know um, they didn't dominate Liverpool but they were it was neck and neck they yeah. they had their chances to extend their lead I think listen what happened to Chelsea last year was a combination of things selling their best their, you know arguably one of their best players um, Conte and, and and the whole tension between him and the players and the board mm-hmm. so on and so on but they were champions only a season prior to that, right? And yes. the majority of their players that they won that champi- um, that championship with, they've still got. So it isn't necessarily a, a case of quality. Um, I mean, outside of maybe getting a new striker, but Chelsea have got the tactics right, in my opinion. Tactically, they're already close to yep. how good they need to be. They've shown today they can actually defend pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think that was the one worry for Chelsea fans from the conversations I had with them is we look great in possession, we look great going forward, or not necessarily great, but we look... Good going forward. I think having a a better quality striker will definitely make them step up a level. But it's very hard to say that they're not challenges at this point. Like they, they're they're at where they should be. They're two points off. It's, it's still very early. But of course,
1: and and look, anything can happen to any team at any point. They, they, teams can go on great runs. They can go on a slump. It, it can happen. But uh, I think I don't think any Chelsea fan would have expected seventeen points from seven games after last I don't think they would have expected to be where they are right now like sort of right on the edge of being near the top of the
0: league um, I, I-, I don't know about that man because I think if you if you go by tiers right it, it goes back to this concept I had when I we did the show last week but in terms of expectations for league campaigns I think the top three tiers are we should be winning the league we should be challenging for the league and we should be finishing top four challenging for a European yeah. spot right I think or a Champions League spot I don't think there are any teams right now that should be winning feel they should be winning the league City have the quality to be winning that but Liverpool are also very very good and Chelsea are also very very good so if I was a City fan I wouldn't go into this campaign thinking we should be winning the league it should be challenging though Yeah, I think think Liverpool are also in that tier going back to Chelsea the tier below challenging for the league is challenging for a Champions League spot I would say that's more Spurs that's more United to a lesser degree that's more Arsenal I I think Chelsea are are better than those three teams fair sorry. enough
1: Chelsea fans do you agree are you in this title race give us a call 0203 6060315 we have a Liverpool fan on the line now that we want to have a chat with see what he's saying hello welcome to Fan Park Live what's your name
3: uh, Joe hello Joe how you
1: how doing, doing mate
3: Joe? yeah not too bad dude.
1: yeah not very, too bad very well thank you Drew uh, one one with uh, Chelsea are you happy with that result do you think it was a fair res- result and reflection of the game
3: yeah, it's uh, definitely a fair, a fair result. I think both teams had chances uh, to win. Um, obviously, a shame not to uh, be able to get a bit of revenge after losing midweek, but mm. um, a point out of something I didn't think you know we were going to grab a goal is still a good result and still unbeaten. So can't can't really argue with that.
1: This is very true. I mean, myself and, and Chris were talking before we went on air, and. Touch on the Mo Salah situation. Um, I would love your opinion on that. You just—is it just a, simply a, a dip in form? He'll come good later on in the in the campaign for you? Mm.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a weeble with Mo Salah I mean, I think at this point last season, I think he was on the same amount of goals. But you know, as he went on to have the season that he had, I think everybody sort of expected him to suddenly bang you know every every game. But. Um, I mean, I admit it's still a bit of a weird one. It doesn't quite look the same. Um, but at the end of the day, this season, I don't think we're sort of relying on Mo Salah as, as much as we were last season. I think we're getting goals from a lot more areas on the pitch where we wouldn't expect. Um, you know, we've got sort of yes. John Mattip and things popping up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I think that's important for it to be spread um, amongst the team and, and as you say I can't quite put my finger on the exact reason why he says he scored three goals which is fair he's not a bad return at this stage of the season it's more just he, it's, he's interested he looks yeah, frustrated Yeah like it, does, it
0: doesn't the, look like you said doesn't look right and maybe it goes back to potentially overrating him last season because people were talking about him obviously if he scored 40 plus goals like Yeah, top player there's no question about that he
1: was being compared to Messi and Ronaldo
0: yeah and and that's my point I mean yeah I mean that's
3: that's ridiculous I think although last season was a very good season I don't think anybody can disagree with that Um, I mean being sort of kind of like compared to the likes of Messi and Ronaldo after doing it just after one season um, again he's just mounting unnecessary pressure on a player that's just had one decent season Um, I mean he's still you know he's still a very good player but like I say it's not like we're as much as relying on him this season.
0: Um,
3: but you know what, I mean, a lot of people are saying the front three have been struggling, whereas yeah, you know Mane thing. has more goals than he did at this point that, like, last season. Firmino still has a couple of goals, um, but it's you know it's like, it's like what I said—we're we're getting goals from all around the pitch this season, which is which is nice.
0: I
1: agree.
0: Yeah, the quick thing I want to say, and um, it's not necessarily a question, but I would like to get your thoughts on it and see if you disagree or agree, is that. You're actually... You've only conceded three goals so far. And that was a big criticism of Liverpool last year, is that you didn't manage games well yeah. when you were up. Um, you're leaking goals. Well, now it's kind of been a reverse. Like, now you look more solid defensively. Um, but I think that may cr- create a problem in terms of your forwards. It's just, can you get the same output from all your strikers, but also be as effective in defence? Because Man City have, at this point of the season, scored 21 goals, Liverpool on 15. They've conceded the same amount of goals, so it's like, well, as much as they improve, if City are still firing going forward but yeah. also protecting their goal, then it's I yeah, mean, what are your thoughts on that?
3: With, I mean, of course, with, with all due respect, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but Man City are mountains ahead of quality of what Liverpool have. I mean, okay, we've got Virgil van Dijk in defense, which of mm. course helps, and Alisson, but in terms of you know, Man City's defense and attack they're still miles ahead of of where Liverpool are no I mean
0: like don't don't feel like you have to say no disrespect because that's the point you know I've I've had conversations with Terry about this you know um, on the show is that as good as Liverpool have been so far this season yeah like City are still the team to beat and that's not just because they're champions yeah of course I mean
3: of course being the champions you're going to be the team to beat I mean without a doubt City are still favourites a couple of the managers around the league are already trying to you know pin a little bit of pressure on Liverpool to sort of Mm. Um, you know, tipping them as favourites, which I don't understand because Man City, like I say, are still
1: yeah, you know you miles ahead
3: of everybody else in terms of quality. That's
1: a mind game, though, isn't it? It's to it's yeah, of it's, course, it yeah. Is to put that pressure on there. It's it, cause it, okay, this look at it from a, a say you're a professional pundit, okay, and professional pundits they have bias. They pl- they all play for football clubs. They've you know you hear if you listen to Steve McManaman when he's commentating on a Liverpool game. He generally speaking, he's far more biased towards them than if he's watching, say, Manchester United play. So they work, yeah. and the same works in reverse. And the only two, actually, that I think are completely neutral are, are Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. Everybody else, you can hear it in what they say. They're not balanced. But people want to put that pressure on Liverpool because they want to see you crack. And they want to see you crack because they actually don't want to see you win the league. So if, if if they put that sort of that chalice around you and say right you're the favourites you're going to go on and do it if you fall short by five points they can actually yeah. they can actually attack you and say well like, you should have won it we said mm. you we said you were the best and I think that Liverpool handling that pressure is part of what, what it's going to take for them to get back to the the pinnacle and back to the top but um, look are you happy with your start of the season that's the most important thing yeah I
3: mean <laughs> you cannot you cannot be um, not happy with the start of the season we're unbeaten. I'm joint top of the league. I mean of course I'm well. we would have I'm liked to, well. to win today I'm but well. you know uh it's it's not it's not bad. Uh but still a long way to go. Liverpool as you say, um are not in recent times very good at handling pressure. That's normally you know how we come undone. Yeah. Um in recent times we've we've either had a very good start of the season and a bad end or a, or you know vice versa. So it's gonna be very interesting come uh December December January time
1: lovely mate. You know, Listen,
3: if we're, if we're still at the top where we can be
1: appreciate your call thank you very That's much very my cool man. Thank, thank you bye comment here from Hayes DC oh, he, says, Desp-, he says despite he says despite him having an amazing season in his last season at Roma getting more goals and assists than any winger um in the Premier League has for a long time the lack of knowledge here um the lack of knowledge here now like an emoji holding his face I I don't really get what you're getting at. No one here is attacking Mo Salah.
0: Like people, it's crazy. Like we said it again. It's not that we didn't consider him a top player, whether it be performance or his overall ability. But he was getting considered the third best player in the world. That's skipping over Hazard, that's skipping over Neymar, right? And in terms of just forwards, forget the likes of moderates and all of those other yeah, top yeah, yeah, players. Of but in terms of similar players. You can't just have that season and think, okay, you're just better than Hazard now or you're better than Neymar. No. like yeah. You've not led a team to a title. You've not outperformed uh, t- teams to champ- in the Champions League and like Neymar has or, or in the World were, Cup like Neymar has. these are
1: those moments. We've seen it before. And a great example is, I always go back to, back in around about 2011 time, Gareth Bale and Luis Nani in the Premier League, their performances, their consistency and their outputs were very very similar you go back and look at the stats go back and look at the games they'd have like two or three amazing games and then they'd be they'd, they'd be they'd be dealt with by a few mm-hmm. teams the difference was with Gareth Bale. He, he broke he had like a really good year and then he had a little bit of a dip and then he came and then he worked out new, like, okay they've, they've kind of found me out a little bit let me work on my game I'm gonna try this differently I'm gonna try this new skill I'm gonna act in a different way I've now got to circumvent the blockers in my way and he went on to greater greater things Luis Nanny didn't and he just became that same he, 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 when he's hot it he was amazing yeah, yeah. but then he'd be inconsistent and that's the thing with on their day most top Premier League players when they're playing to the best of their ability can have world-class days can have world-class periods sometimes they can have a world-class season you know I think that there isn't a Premier League player well there are some, been some bad ones but you're talking about the consistent Premier League players I've seen James Milner have games where he's looked top world-class level mm. the reason he's not world-class is because he doesn't do that every week every 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 month and every season Mm. and I think with Mo Salah there's that kind of he had had a world class season and now there is pressure on him to do that again people will look at it and he'll be scrutinised more because of what he has achieved especially when I would say 80% as you pointed out Liverpool fans were saying he should win Ballon d'Ors he should win the FIFA Best Awards so why should he not then be criticised in the same way that Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar and Hazard are I, I think it stands to reason that he should
0: yeah and I think on top of that is listen just specifically to this point listen to what people are actually saying Before you say You don't know what you're f- fucking talking about No one says he's not a top player not, like, No one says he isn't a top world class player However You have to look at the difference Between how he was playing before And how he's playing now If he was the player that you said he was Do you think you take off Messi For Shakiri Or Ronaldo for Shakiri Neymar I don't think he even had a bad game against Liverpool But he was getting absolutely slated After that Champions League tie Because we've raised expectations. So don't be quick to put a player there. But when they perform here, we're just supposed to say nothing about
1: it. I had this argument. We've got a Chelsea and I'm going to talk to him in just a moment. But I had this argument about a year or so ago. And because I'm I'm quite critical in my club, I'm very critical of Anthony Martial when he doesn't play well. And they were saying, well, why don't you criticise Lingard in the same way? and I said because my expectations are not as high Lingard is here and Martial is at this level in football Okay, messing that up there yeah. just give you a scowl yeah. but it was like because I rate Martial as a much better player I expect more from him and it's the same here with Mo Salah I put him into that top of sort of those I don't know you call them strikers but those attacking players I put him into the top 10 in the world Yeah. so I judge him like a top 10 player but you've got to understand that Liverpool fans if you're going to have players that you consider to be in the top ten, top five in the world, they're going to face more scrutiny because they get more attention. This isn't what a Chelsea fan's got to say. We haven't spoken to know Chelsea fans yet. Let's, let's, yeah, let's see how
4: they're day. feeling. Yeah.
1: Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name?
4: Yo, it's John, man. Wagwan, Wagwan, Yo, Chris John, King.
1: John, you right, mate?
4: Yo, man, I'm in shock right now. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Why are you right? in shock? Bro, I'm not bro, like the that goal caught me by surprise. Man, like I didn't see that shit coming. That
1: that Sorry, was that, that was one of those that's fine, you can swear on here, it's not a problem. That goal was sort <laughs> okay. of like have you ever watched a yeah, box, I, have you ever watched a boxing fight where someone's ahead on point during yeah. so the twelfth round yeah. and he just gets caught like the last yeah. second. Oh. It was just you got I know you, what you mean. Yeah.
4: Yep, I know what you're saying. Look man it's called uh, bad decision making again and again. That's why I go back, keep saying we need players with better decision making. You know, Ross Barkley doesn't play that forward pass. You know, Storage probably doesn't score that goal. You know, unnecessary forward pass. And one thing I like from Liverpool in that matter demonstrated that they can bring players from the bench to make a meaningful impact. We brought, you know, we brought in Barkley and Morata. They didn't make any meaningful impact. They brought Storage, second touch goal. That is literally a lot of the difference between sides that can, you know, at least be not if the best on their worst days. That's that's why, like from Liverpool, Chelsea, what I saw today was an inability to hold the ball in the you know in the opponent's half for a long enough period of time to you know create meaningful attack. Literally, it was literally we're playing pinball with Liverpool. We we we'd, you know get pressed, throw it up, front. you know Giroud would head headed wayward. They would get we get you know attacked again. You know we need better midfielders man. That's what we need. We need better midfielders and we need a better right winger. William is not it, man. Although okay. it's cool you're banging, you know, um elasticos, but it don't work like that, man. You gotta at least make some meaningful contribution.
0: i got you know I just want to give uh, some feedback on what you just said and I also want to ask you a question too that, that I'd like to get your, your thoughts on. Firstly I think with with William I think he's a very good player. I just think that what they expect from him he can't provide you. He's not that type of player. He's more like Hazard than he is like a right forward. That's why even though Pedro, I don't consider Pedro a world class player but Pedro gives you something a bit different in the same yeah. way going back to Napoli's uh, Napoli on the sari you had Insigne who essentially played the role that Hazard does for Chelsea now you had uh, Murgles yes. playing oh, he's, he's a better striker than and runner, Andrew yeah. but he was mobile but you also had Callejon so you've yeah, got man. Like, an attacking midfielder playing one on the left you've got a natural striker who's mobile but on the right side, you've also got another forward. Someone who knows how to hide the pitch. Someone who knows how to run in behind. And someone who can yeah. also finish off chances. William doesn't suit that right wing, right forward type of role for Chelsea. So, so
1: is there a little bit what you're saying, just for people like me mm. that want to understand this, it's square peg into a round hole? Yeah,
0: it's just like... yeah. Exactly. Yeah, go on, yeah, John, you, you you continue.
4: Yeah, literally, it's literally square peg in a round hole. I think William would be much better playing closer to the centre of the pitch because otherwise he gets fancy ideas and tries to do tricks, but he hasn't got the. Pace to beat a man effectively on the right a lot of the time, so he just ends up either you know running himself into a hole where, where you know another player has to come bail him out if they want to, or effectively doing nothing for large parts of the game, and then they bring on Victor Moses who can't do anything meaningful and then you know try to do an impression of Ian Robin and then lose the ball. What
1: I would say though, in fairness, I, I get what you're saying, but this is okay, yeah. sorry's first season. He had some new yeah. players come in. These processes are going to take. A few years and no, no, no. a
4: few transfer it's windows. Pro- my my problem is not with the pro- the methodology is good. It's the yeah. people in terms yeah, of execute it's it that, that are not up the it's,
1: But it's gonna take him time. I, I understand your frustration. Yeah. I've seen I've seen William's name trending a bit yeah. recently and there's been a lot of People unhappy with him because he can't do the role properly. But I think, as, as, as Chris not. has alluded to, that's kind of not his fault. He's been asked to do something different that he's not capable of doing. It's going to take sorry, man. But it's going to take sorry and Chelsea time and transfer windows to bring the right personnel in. And so I think yeah, yeah. there's an element of patience what... required.
4: That's what we're saying. That's what that's what we're saying. Yeah. We need to, you know, start making those moves now. You don't start making, you don't start planning to bring him in you know, the transfer window. you start planning to bring him in now. So as soon as the transfer window hits, boom, you can get them. Man didn't bring in Riyad Mahrez in June or July. They start bringing him in January, stepping the pressure on. We have to start going for right winger now. Put that pressure on and get him in Jan if possible. That's what I'm saying. Even like a, a top tier central midfielder, we have to start going for one now. Yeah, I yeah, said like, Kovacic because as soon as, 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 as Kovacic came on, like we couldn't even hold our own, you know, the middle third. it were just Liverpool coming in waves. Yeah. Like, Barkley cannot hold the ball and distribute and take it back. Like, he hasn't got the vision that Kovacic has. Kovacic is a technician. Like, he's cool in the Croatian dark arts of holding the ball and running the middle like Modric and Rakitic. Yeah. That's someone we need for this system to work. Because when you have someone like that, it means that he can at least give enough time to other people to find space. Because in this era, you're not always going to have a perfect pass to make. You're going to have to wait, you know, five... Six seconds to make that pass. We have a midfielder that can hold the ball and at least let others run past him or into good spaces. Then that's when it works especially well the same thing that happened with Fabregas last time when he had time and space he could execute the pass but as soon as he got pressed he'd give the ball away knowing that there weren't any people in the right position that's what I'm saying I'm not saying the methodology bangs like Sarubo is cool like I like it mm. it's not the people in place to execute it that's what I'm saying
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm definitely with you and I guess that kind of goes into the question I was going to ask you because we we're talking about Chelsea's expectations Chelsea fans' expectations for this season Um I guess we've already started going into the answer a little bit I think if there's one thing that's going to not help Chelsea this year, unless they really address it almost perfectly in January, it's the squad depth. Yeah, like, yeah. I think there's yeah. more players yeah. coming yeah. off the bench for Liverpool and Manchester City than there is for Chelsea at the moment. Oh my god! But yeah. the way yeah. that Chelsea are playing, I think is—I said it before—it's already there. no, yeah,
1: I agree. Listen, really, a great call Thank you very, very much again. I think Chelsea fans need to be patient. The one caveat I would say, or, or concern I would have as a Chelsea fan, is. Roman Abramovich is actively trying to sell the club. Okay, he's had offers that have come in that have not met his three billion pound valuation. The reason he wants around three billion, they're not worth three billion pounds, mm-hmm. but he needs a higher amount because people got to remember the club owes Roman Abramovich somewhere in the region of about one between one point eight. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 2.1 billion in debt. Mm. So he needs a consider because wants to sell it and get his money back. You know, mm. he, what's it valued at? About 1.2 billion. Mm. If He sells it for 1.2 billion. There's, there's zero way of him getting that money back. So he has to sell it for a large amount. So if he's trying to sell it, is he going to continue to fund the transfers in the way he has oh, okay. done? So that would be that would be the concern I would have. I know obviously they 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 spent they paid the the compensation for two managers in the summer. They spent a lot of money on a goalkeeper. So they have still invested money. But there is a lot of talk in the sort of financial world as to whether or not Abraham. he's barely been in England anymore. Mm. That, that's that would be my concern as a Chelsea fan. Look, from their point of view, they might get another rich owner in that's as dedicated as Roman has been. But you but the problem is you never really know. Yeah. There have been many there have been richer people. You've got to remember, like, the Cronkies have more money. Like the the, the ownership and the Osmanoff, I think his name was, the the collective ownership of Arsenal over the last 10 years have had more money than Roman uh, the, the Glazers are worth a, about the same amount of money they, they repeat, if you go through and look at the, the valuation and the, the, the wealth of a lot of Premier League owners a lot of them are on par if not richer than uh, one sec I couldn't hear you add, one sec, mate uh, richer than Chelsea's owner Roman but they don't pump as much money in so I think from Chelsea's point of view it's you need a new owner who's willing to dedic- dedicate that kind of money
0: I think um, I think the, we'll the potential solution I know we've got a, a caller uh, uh, so I'll try to be quick um, is that you've got good young players now whether they're ready to step up and play at the Premier League level on a consistent basis I don't think you need them to play 20 plus games or start 20 plus games but I think in terms of the profile of midfielder going back to um, you know what John was saying in terms of Barkley not being it mm. Drinkwater definitely not being it um, Victor Moses and Willian on the opposite flank to Hazard they not being the right kind of players for what Chelsea need yeah, in this system yeah. Do they have, considering they're probably the top two academies in in England, should not they have a player that could potentially fill that role? When you know down there, you've got, Abhandu, you've got Apandu, you've got Loftus Cheek, you've got Hotson Adoy. They've got players. Whether they can step up and and be a part of a team that challenges for the title, I think Sorry is the kind of coach that can get them out of a young player. But it's, you know, should they or will they take that risk in the yep. meantime? I don't know.
1: Absolutely. We've got another call. We're going to get on the air now. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name?
5: Hey, it's Carl. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, of course.
1: Yeah. Good, good, good. Another victory for yourselves today. Well done. Uh, What's your thoughts on Chelsea versus Liverpool?
5: Um, I thought Chelsea took it on, but you know, good game from both teams. Again, I, I remember a few weeks ago I had said to you that um, Liverpool, one thing they're lacking is that their attack doesn't look the same, and I was happy for that. And it's proven again today. And it's going to, as your uh, co-host said, it's going to be the area that I feel it will drop short this season. Because Salah, he has gotten like, what, three looks on goals today? And none of the shots were nothing like what he had done last season. I don't know, there's something happening with their attack, which is not the same. And I think for that reason, they're not going to be able to kind of bring the title on this year.
1: Okay. Do you know what? Right now, you're right. There is something wrong with their attack. My caveat to that would be, as a concern for you, is this: they are only two points behind you with an attacking force that has not clicked. If they continue to defend and structure their games as as they have done, and over the next 30-odd games, their attacking force clicks into gear... Surely that should send shivers down your spine. If they're this close playing poorly as an attacking unit, if it clicks as it did last season, which in my opinion is plausible because I think it's simply a dip in form, would that not worry you?
5: Um, well, seeing that you're going to make that assumption, if I make that assumption about my team continuing on the form they're playing, where's the difference there? You get what I'm saying?
1: No, I understand where you're coming from. I'm pointing out, are they going yeah. to challenge you? You seem, as a, as a, I, you, you seem to think there's no way.
5: For them to beat us, I believe they have to click. Because their defence is not going to be good enough to beat City next week. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but, Playing just raw good defence yeah. will not be good enough. They have to score at least two three games goals next and week don't to, get a twist, to like, really beat it's us. It's
0: not like Chelsea struggled against your Liverpool defence today it's not sort of, like they should have been 2-0 up yes yes, and they still had yeah, good Chelsea, chances so, yeah. I think with with, yeah. with Liverpool and Man City in terms of you know two in terms of that battle I think mm-hmm. Liverpool could go into those tyres thinking yeah. it's 50-50 do
1: you know what just on a correction uh, Liverpool and City actually joint on points not two points yeah. behind I, was, I, was, I looked at Chelsea yeah no I the same. So, yeah so, that's I, fair I, I get your I, look I understand your points there Carl you know I'm not assuming that, that Liverpool are going to click back into gear. I think they will. I think they have the quality and the class and the manager to make to make that happen. Um I just think that if I'm being honest with you, I just think you're a, you, you're the you are the, the the team to beat and City were amazing last yeah. year. I just think your disregard for other teams is slightly arrogant.
5: Um no I'm not saying disregard. I I really don't think they're good enough though. I I don't you you've seen them over the years. It's shown today. They right. don't L- they L- don't L- have L- that complete thing about them. Carl, is it Carl or Carl? <laughs> it's Just
0: the fact Carl. really. Carl, can I can I jump in? So I just want to pick your brain a yep, little bit. Go ahead. Do you think City's campaign last year is that is do you think that is City's standard or do you think they potentially aren't as good as they were last year? Or do you think that is a the standard um, they can play at
5: right L-? now? Uh I would say they it's kinda hard to beat a hundred points, but right now seeing them playing I wouldn't be totally shocked if they did it again. To be honest, okay. I, they're playing. Let's, let's look at it. They're playing without their best player, Mendes off the field again, right? And they're still producing like they're beating teams. Liverpool have really yet to really totally outclass a team. Yeah, but that's, my, been but that's, just my, well, that's my making point. It.
1: With you. That's my point. This time last year, after seven games, they were like what uh, seven points behind you and playing better. They've not clicked yet yeah. and they are level on points. You, you had a twenty you literally you won the league last year in your opening thirteen, fourteen games where you opened up this huge gulf between you and everybody else. You haven't done that this year. You are going. No, no. You Go ahead. Yeah. But you have you haven't done that. Now you may over the next five or six games you might win all of them, and Chelsea and Liverpool and everybody else might lose more games, and you'll have that massive insurance policy mm. and that huge buffer. It may happen again, but I'm not, but then we don't yeah. assume, do we? Because as you say, we we shouldn't do the assumption. Yeah. Let me jump
0: in, Carl, before you have the final word. So my take on yeah. this is this: is that I think a lot of people saw what City were doing last year and they thought, okay, you've spent all of this money, they should be doing this, and I'm like, no, actually, with as much money as you spent, you don't actually have that many world-class players, so to win the league in the way that you did, I'm not going to call it you overachieved, but you definitely made that campaign, you, you there was definitely something about that that said, wow, okay. Yeah. You may have I think... been slightly above your level, because if you look at the, the season Sane had, the season Sterling yeah. had, even how quickly uh KDB, Silver and Fernandinho clicked, and even... Delph playing the way he did And Ed- Edison No uh, one saw Edison yeah. After the, the Claudio Bravo incident Like you didn't see Edison being as good As he was right Now yeah, Well thought, no
5: actually I was kind of Expecting that from him to, right, be fair enough.
0: Maybe me, to be Admittedly I never watched Edison That much so Same thing with With Allison. Like I, I don't have A clear Idea of how good They really are As goalkeepers But generally speaking I actually felt A lot of your players Played above their level That could just be Great coaching And what you're paying Pep to do So that's one thing right yeah. I saw this season, seeing as okay, well, potentially they may make more of an effort in the Champions League, so they may prioritize that when it comes to crunch time. I also think that you may see less goals from Sterling. Sonny may still play at a similar level, but I, I, I don't see how the main players get any better, right?
5: Um, quick pointer, Sterling, okay. you really do believe you're gonna see uh, less from him. I actually believe we might see just about the same or more. His really? game has how improved, you mean that's I believe.
0: Something? how can you make no, that where why do you think you make more?
5: no just how he's playing he's playing with a whole lot more maturity like his goals this season I think he has only scored one tapping this season so can far can and I one show, today Carl, can I like his question,
1: goals so far has been pretty, pretty good so, so okay and I'm not disagreeing I actually think Sterling looks better this year in my opinion Yeah. so why? I know they haven't started off well but why can't the Liverpool attacking three go on to have a better season
5: I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see it. I, I I'm not saying they're not going to come to life, but I think that they're going to be right now. Salah looks like a player with, which is lacking a confidence. They have a big game this midweek. If that doesn't go well, that doesn't get better for him either. They have another big game coming this weekend, again against next weekend, next Sunday against us. It's coming quick and fast.
1: So let me. So so it's n- not like Sunday. You're going to Anfield 4:30 on Sunday. Give, mm-hmm. your predi- give us your predictions. What's the score gonna be? Um, I don't
5: know. I see a three-one. I Have given? Yes, given that we have a good refereeing game, because you know what? Over the years, we've been really having some shitty refs running the games. So yes, I actually oh. do believe we'll go there, and I think we might pull a win off. Uh,
0: do you know what? Fair enough. I need his confidence, boy, because he's. Well done. He's... Um,
5: what, one more thing there, Terry, though. I wanted to touch on something. Well, this morning again, United lost, right? And yeah. I was just thinking, um, when Chelsea had that down spiral before Conte came in, yeah. Chelsea did not do overall buying of players. It was the same players that Mourinho had that was looking like garbage that he used to won the league, win the league. What's your point? So what I was just doing? my point is that you've been saying that it's the board, it's the board, it's not Mourinho. I'm not saying the board doesn't have a part to play in this down the spiral that United is having. But the manager Mourinho has a uh, at least eighty percent
1: of that responsibility. Okay, so what have right? so what have I, what have I can you tell me? You you're obviously telling me what you're saying what I've said. <laughs> what have I actually said um, on the matter? Tell me what I've actually said. Please? Based on based on what I've heard you said over the past weeks,
5: I've heard it seems as if you're putting it where the board is at least seventy percent to be blamed for what's happening at United. Well, and I think it should be other,
0: be, be the I other be, way let me around. Let me, let me That's back what I'm back. saying. Carl, the point that he was making is that it isn't necessarily that Mourinho isn't responsible. It's almost like okay, I've got two kids in my house, I'm the parent. Um, I can see one kid It doesn't work I can see the way That kid relates With that other kid Doesn't work So I need to You can't be in the same room Right It's my responsibility As bad as a kid as you are It's my responsibility As a parent To put you in another room If you're both misbehaving That's what he said He's not saying The board are responsible For everything But ultimately The board are the ones that can make the decision to remove yes. that factor so, that's what so
1: you're what I'll say to you guys and that, that, that's a great analogy what I would say about it is this and I'll say maybe the thousandth time I've said this but I'll keep banging the drum until it sinks, sinks into people's minds Jose has made a lot of mistakes In, forget, yep. forget style of football for a moment because that's actually not what's mm-hmm. making the players perform badly it's the relationships and the feeling at the club he has made mistakes and players have made mistakes whenever whenever a team plays badly over a number of games we can blame players for individual performances but eventually the buck lies with the manager because he's he's in charge of motivating them structuring them equally equally when relationships continue to break down between the manager and the players the manager's boss become responsible at some point because the, the, the buck moves on to the higher level and my point has been this Jose has messed up, Pogba has messed up, but the board are allowing the situation to continue and to spiral out of control, and they need to come in and remove it. So as angry as I've been with Jose on certain matters, as angry as I've been with Pogba and and, and lots of other players at the club, there comes a point when I think, when are the people in charge, when are the authorities going to step in and resolve the matter? And equally, if we're going to go bigger picture than that. This is the third time in five and a half years we have ended up in a similar position. So it's three manager picks on the bounce have gone wrong. Three managers with different footballing philosophies. Three managers with different scouting systems, transfer needs and squad overhauls. When you when you have no foundation and you have no philosophy and you have no leadership at the top that's taking the club in the right direction in a footballing sense, that is the bigger picture that needs to be questioned. Do you know why? Because we can bring in another manager who maybe this guy's footballs better. Maybe his football's better but maybe his man management is even worse and then that falls down in 18 months or two years. We need to fix the root cause. Something I don't know if you know about. Just research and learn about root cause analysis. I do, I've do. i made my money through root cause analysis and when you do a root cause analysis on Man United, it always ends up back at the feet of the board. But listen, I appreciate your time. Look, and I understand his question there. I had, to,
0: I, had to, no, I had to jump in only because it's like even me as a co-host, it gets boring. Whether we're covering Man United or other teams, it's boring because it's like, listen man, if you're gonna tune into any show, right, or if you're gonna pick apart the words of any person um, online, shows that maybe be on other platforms, and so on and so on, if you're gonna pick apart those things, actually listen to what is being said. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, I don't expect that from every person that calls it, not or everyone that types or whatever, but like, dog. Like, I literally feel like for the past two weeks, I've heard you say the same thing over and over again, and it's not your fault, it's because people are, what it seems at this point, willingly not trying to listen.
1: Well they are it's, Do you know what it comes down to And this this, and this may be is it, come, it brings to the head What I call Jose Derangement Syndrome It's what I've said all along Questioning I uh, don't like his style of football That's not Jose Derangement Syndrome That's a footballing opinion I don't like how he handled that, that particular bit of man management That's fine It's when No matter what the situation No matter what is being said You can't look past him You can't It's like I actually sometimes feel like Pogba could have... And I use Pogba mm. as example. If he walked onto the centre circle against Newcastle next week, pulled his shorts down and took a dump, they would blame Jose because it's everything's on him. And for me, it's like, I blame him for lots of things. But you have to look beyond that. You have to look at the, the real problems. A bit yeah. like the other reverse on this. If your team's doing well, you can still criticise areas. But people seem to have an issue with that in this day. Where it's like, oh, I can't say anything bad about my football team. We're like, second in the league. Yeah, but what would make you better? I remember criticising Man United teams that have won titles because you think oh next year if we solve that little problem as well we could be even better but you know what it's like I think look the people that comment they're just doing it to try and throw yeah. you off but you know Carl he, look, he comes up he's got some good points um, but yeah I appreciate the the backup there because I do feel like I'm repeating myself a thousand times do you know what I, I should probably do now is not talk about it anymore and actually refuse to answer and just say go back and watch yeah, yeah it's true it's literally that simple because I, I, I put it out there at my, my viewpoints and opinions and, I, and what I'm not going to do and we spoke about it, so look, look, I'm, I'm never going to be I did it when I was younger with Moyes and LVG I'm not going to go on camera I'm not going to go on Twitter and lambast someone I'm not going to join the mob rule and there is almost a I was fuming today when we lost and it actually does when you scream and shout and call people names and get really aggressive it takes it does take like a, mm. it, 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 there's a there's a relief to it and mob rule feels quite good when you're in, when, when you're in the middle of that. It's why, it's why when riots happen, people that would never riot or break the law jump in and get involved because I think what you end up doing is you end up excreting frustrations you have about other areas of your life but mm-hmm. you use this as your, your, your ability to channel. I just made a point, and I said it two years ago, I wasn't ever going to do that again because I reflected upon my own behaviour, the things I was calling managers, the things I was calling players. You know, it's embarrassing. Like I look back and forth, my son saw me speaking like that. I'd be embarrassed of myself. Mm. You know, I I see grown men going on camera today. The words they're using to describe Jose, I just think it's a description. Imagine you're at work and you do a bad job and the customers are talking to you like that you wouldn't you wouldn't stand for it every, every business in the country has that sign up our, our, our staff won't tolerate verbal and physical abuse mm. you know even if they have about do a bad job or they upset you you can't do it and I sort of I want to try and reflect that into football I get there's more passion involved there's more love but you ain't got to call the man named you haven't got to attack him you haven't got a wish illness on him you know and for me when you start if we start this channel and we're on here and we kick off and we're screaming and we're angry we send people down that road and, and I don't want to be a channel and I don't want to have a platform that does that yeah. like, that's just not me anymore I'm a grown What's man and, and that's the way to do it What's it? listen I think we've come to the end of today's show appreciate all the callers all the viewers obviously Chris quality as what ever my man, man. sweet boys. as bruv everyone enjoy yourselves smash that like button take care and I'll see you all again soon bye bye
0: bye that was a good show there's a
1: comment here for something. I wish illness on Noreenia
0: Real Fan Opinions brought to you by Washing Go